Good morning, church. May the grace and peace of the risen Christ be with you. It is a joy as we come together this morning, whether you are here in person or joining us online, we are thrilled to be in worship with you together. There's a lot going on at church today. My name is Scott. I'm one of your pastors, and I'm here to share a few announcements before we begin our worship time. First thing is we are still in the middle of our fall fish fry season. Carl tells me we sold 353 dinners yesterday. So that's a good thing, especially for fall. Amen? All right. (laughs) And so we have one more coming up this coming Friday. So if you are able to be here and lend a hand or at least come and get fed, uh, please do. We are also starting another Bible study. We're excited for this one. It's called the Wesley Challenge. Sandy Hawk's going to be leading that one. It starts on October 17th, not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow at 6.30. If you're interested in that one, it's a small group study. And so make sure you uh, get in touch with Sandy or you can talk to me about ordering the book because it's helpful to have the book before you go in. So that's the Wesley Challenge study starting on the 17th. A couple other things we want to draw your attention to in the bulletin. Fall Festival coming up on the 22nd, excuse me, 22nd. And that will be Saturday, uh, the 22nd from 5 to 8. And also the rummage sale is coming up on the 29th. There's a lot of information about how to donate, where to contribute, etc. If you have questions about the rummage sale, you can talk to any of our United Women in Faith, but especially uh, reach out to Naomi Lasky if you'd like more information. All that having been shared, let's open our hearts and praise God together. We have one more announcement to share with you. Um, On behalf of the SPRC, we want to let you know that Pastor Kathy's retirement party is going to be Saturday, November 12th. Doors open at 6 and dinner will be served at 6.30. It's here at the church. Um, And you can make reservations for that online through our website. Good morning, everybody. There is a great unity in coming together for what we believe and in lifting up praises to our God. We're going to start this morning with we gather together and move into the river is here. And very often in the Bible, the river is used as a symbol of freedom. And one of the lines in the river is here says, the river of God sets our feet a-dancing. The river of God fills our hearts with cheer. So let's lift that up with joy this morning. I invite you to stand. the Lord's blessing. He chastens and hastens his will to make known the wicked oppressing. Now cease from distressing. Sing praises to his name. He forgets not his own. Beside us to guide us, our God with us joining, ordaining, maintaining his kingdom. 
that will stand aside. All glory be thine. We all do extol thee, thou leader triumphant, and pray that thou still a defender wilt be, that thy congregation escape tribulation, thy name be ever praised, O Lord, make us free. our sermon series on the leading causes of life. And this week we're talking about agency, doing things for God. Sometimes it takes a smile. Sometimes it takes something as little as saying hello to start that ripple going out into the world. And so I thought it was fitting to start our service today with John Wesley's covenant prayer. 
So will you please join your hearts with mine as we pray together the covenant prayer. I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Place me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be put to work for you or set aside for you. Praised for you or criticized for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. Please fully surrender to all things, to your glory and service. And now, a wonderful and holy God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it also be made in heaven. Amen. Good morning. I'd like to welcome all of you on this beautiful day and those who are watching online as well. Um, It is truly one of those perfect fall days. Good for football, right? I won't go any further than that because I'm in sales, not management. So just. (laughs) It is a, a time of year when we begin to think about Christmas, and I know it's not even Halloween, but Christmas um, for churches is a time of reaching out beyond um, ourselves, and Operation Christmas Child is our mission moment for, um, for this week, and we are, there's a station out in Mission Alley for collecting things, and we invite um, gifts. Should I say anything more? Do you want to say something? You're good? Okay. All right. Um, so it's a, always an incredible thing for us to be a part of, so we welcome um, people's participation. Uh, given that, um, our regular offering, of course, is the core of what supports our church, and so we welcome and are so very grateful for all the ways in which you give. And we invite this to be a time of prayerful um, giving of our hearts and our minds and our feet and our, all the ways that we serve. Thank you. We have a new one to share with you. Maybe some of you know it, but if you don't, you can certainly clap along. It's, it's a clapper song. We know our strength is not our own, and we know that God moves through us, but we're always stronger together, and part of that call is to bring more people into the fold. So this is uh, called The River of Life by Mac Powell. Brothers, sisters, come on down to that river. Guaranteed you'll never be the same. There's a fountain. Let that river of life wash it all away. You've been searching, carrying burdens. You've been lost and looking for a home. You've been drifting, something's missing. You should know that. 
Open your heart, don't be afraid. Jump on in, the water is fine. It's healing in the river of life. Come live on, no time to waste. Open your heart, don't be afraid. Jump on in, the water is fine. It's healing in the river of Brothers, sisters, come on down to that river. Guarantee you'll never be the same. wonderful God, our hands are full. And our hands are full of blessings and those things which hold us down. So Lord, on this morning, on this beautiful day, may we not only offer the blessings which we give freely to you in thanksgiving, but let us leave in this time of offering that which holds us down, that which burdens us, that we may serve and care for you and your people in all the ways that we can. Hold us, receive us, and liberate us. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So as we come to our time of shared prayer today, there are a lot of things for which we want to give God joy. We want to lift up a successful annual conference session across our connection in Upper New York, where over the course of three days, we talked about our joint ministries and all the ways in which we do things together. So we want to give thanks for that. We also want to be mindful of people who continue to struggle in terms of recovery from Hurricane Ian and storms that have gone before that. We know that's touched the lives of this particular church family. We want to be mindful of that as well. Does anyone have anything else they'd like to lift up this morning? Becky. All right, that's wonderful. So if you didn't hear that, Becky is lifting up a praise for the new look Angel Wings and that it was a successful relaunch. That's awesome. Carl. Mm-hmm. Uh, my concern is for you guys, Pat. I see you wearing black. 
<laughs> uh, that's because I didn't have a gold pocket square. <laughs> but that being said, <laughs> you know, I appreciate your concern. <laughs> I appreciate your concern. And my joy is for Pastor Kathy. I understand she won't be here next week and I'm leaving. So I just want to tell her thank you for. That was wonderful. So um, uh, if you weren't able to hear, I'm not going to say it word for word, (laughs) but Carl offered a particular uh, time of personal testimony of thanks to Pastor Kathy for her leadership, especially during this time as he and Elizabeth are getting ready to head off uh, for uh, the rest of the season. So that was really a powerful moment. Anything else we want to lift up? Um, Our nephew, Rob Stengel, who's 33, has made the decision to not continue treatment for his um, mesothelioma um, Mm. cancer and has decided to move into hospice care. And this is just devastating for our family, Mm. but most of all for his parents and his sister. So, really uh, difficult choice there, but of course, we surround the entire family with love. Louis. I've got a pair of older friends who uh, have a young son who passed away suddenly, like mm. 29 years old, 23 mm. or four, Miles and Janet. Okay, so Louis listing up two friends of his named Miles and Janet whose son passed away unexpectedly. Anything else today? All right, then, let's go to God together in prayer. Holy and eternal one, we gather before you today with our hearts open, needing to sense your movement and presence in a mighty way. We've laid down some heavy things today, senses of loss and impending loss, people who are not well and struggling, senses of need in our community that surrounds us and deep need across the world. For brothers and sisters struggling in Florida, Puerto Rico, and everywhere else recovering from storms. For those who are battling in war and under threat of war. Lord God, there is so much. And we come with that heaviness today. But we also come aware that you are with us. We know that you are a God who is clearly on the move. Help us to listen for your voice. In those times when it feels like it's too much, in those times when it feels like it's too heavy, let us sense your presence leading us, calling us. Let us lean into you, trusting that you will carry us through all things that are hard. When the storm comes, we must rely on you, the one who has the power to calm the storm whether it's a literal storm or whether it's a figurative storm. We know that you 
hold all things in your hand. Sometimes we wonder why we struggle as we do. But Lord, we may not know those answers, but we do know you. And we know your record. You have never failed us. You have never let us go. You have never turned away. So in these times, Lord, we come leaning on who you are. And in the midst of our struggles and sorrows, we come with joys. So many things that we can celebrate. We can celebrate the beauty of this day. We can celebrate this time of year. We celebrate new ministries and new connections. We celebrate our existing connections across time and space with so many. As we walk together, praising your holy name. Lord, let us always keep our hearts ready to hear your voice. Ready to follow your lead. And put us to work as we have prayed. Because we know around us there is need. Around us there are those who are broken and hurting. Around us there are those who need a word. So Lord, we are here. Use us however you know is best. In Jesus' most holy name we pray and ask. Amen. morning. Today's scripture is from the book of John, chapter 15, verses 14 through 16. Excuse me. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whenever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Carol. Will you join your hearts in prayer with mine, please? Heavenly Father, we know that you want us to be people of agency. We know that you want us to act. But sometimes we just don't know what to do. We ask that you help us, guide us by your Holy Spirit, and make us people of agency. In your name we pray. Amen. So how many of you have found yourself lost, confused, maybe depressed, and there was someone who stepped up and helped you out? Whether they offered you a listening ear, advice, assistance, or just something that helped change your your perspective on your circumstances without necessarily changing what those circumstances were. It's as if in that moment, a sense of hope redirects our gaze and peace touches what was once our troubled heart. 
This message is a call for us as followers of Jesus to answer his call to be that someone who steps up and shares the hope that's found in Jesus. So will you choose to be his agent of hope in times like this? Agency means the power to act. It surpasses more than activity. It turns that connection that we have into action. And it's the key element of hope. It's the action that makes that hope happen. It's our ability to change, and it makes us the author of our lives. Agency is what makes us feel responsible for our goals that we set. And when we trust that we have the power to make things happen or stop them from happening, we're able to better move through challenging times. Agency is about doing, even if it's doing only what we can in the moment. And sometimes that doesn't feel like much, but it's when that purpose joins with our doing that we truly find our calling. I want to share the scripture reading again with you, and we're going to go a little bit further. So I'm going to read John 15, verses 12 through 17. Here is my command, love one another just as I have loved you. No one has greater love than the one who gives their life for their friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I do not call you slaves anymore. Slaves do not know their master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. I have told you everything I learned from my father. You did not choose me. Instead, I chose you. I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit that will last. I also appointed you so that the Father will give you what you ask for. He will give you whatever you ask for in my name. Here is my command. Love one another. We humans are doers. We like to do things. And in the book that goes with this study, Gary Gunderson, several years ago, wrote about the connection between faith and health. In the book, he says humans do. We do, we lift, we reach, we touch, we hold, we dig, we study, we watch, we fight, we love. We seek, wait, and stand. We do, and thus we live. We do, and thus we live. But is it the life that we're living? Is it the life that wants to live in us? We spend time thinking about what we want our lives to be about. But do we spend enough time actually doing things? In our reading today, before he dies, Jesus invites his followers to no longer be servants, but friends who understand that they must carry his actions out into the world. It's their turn and our turn to pick up where he left off. We are to become the agents of change and possibility, just as Jesus demonstrated it to us in his entire lifetime. That's what it means to be a true follower of Jesus. We're called to be his hands and his feet, to carry out the actions he showed us. 
I think sometimes we get caught up in what's the thoughts and prayers theology. That when something happens in the world, we come together and we offer our thoughts and our prayers. And it's not that those thoughts and prayers aren't important, but it's just the first step. Those thoughts and prayers need to evolve into the hands and the feet, the acting and the doing. Kate Bowler, an author and a professor at Duke University, wrote a poem. And it's a blessing when thoughts and prayers are not enough. God, I'm appalled at the violence and suffering that keeps happening. God, how do I wrap my mind around this? What can be done? Be angry and do not sin. God, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Spirit, have mercy. The kind of fasting I want is this. Remove the chains of oppression and the yoke of injustice and let the oppressed go free. God, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Spirit, have mercy. Blessed are we who ask you, God, to free us from the temptation to look away in fear or horror or to revert instead to a thoughts and prayers theology that offers the low-hanging fruit of easy condolences, but it's nowhere near enough. Blessed are we who say, God, I want to stay just a little bit angry, mad enough to keep looking steadily and hold before my eyes the sharp images, the memories, the ugly reality of what has happened. God, save me from an action that will only make me complicit, a party to the betrayal of others and you. Blessed are we who say, God, help me form a strategy that targets my gifts precisely and doesn't overreach my resources. Help me bring real comfort to others who are vulnerable and grant me grace to do this as steady work that dismantles the systems and mitigates the harm even as we go. God, where do I start? God, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Spirit, have mercy. There's love in this. God is alive. Magic is afoot, and you will be carried. And I say, here I am. Send me. God, free us from the temptation of reverting to thoughts and prayers theology that allows us to be complacent at some point. We have to do something. Instead of focusing on the problems, we need to focus on the assets of our community, our friends in Christ, and what is possible. There's a powerful story of agency in the book that was written over 10 years ago, and I want to share this with you. When the civil rights movement hung by a slender thread, its young leaders were baffled by storms of violence and political cynicism beyond what they had anticipated in their darkest imaginations. They argued strategy, whether to go back to the violent streets, into the courts, back to the churches, around the schools, or withdraw until they figured it out. And John Lewis, who was 23 years old at the time, said, I'm marching. And again, they debated, wearing themselves out in analysis. And the next morning, Lewis got up and marched, 
and so did hundreds of others. It was all they could do at that moment, and so they did. And Lewis was an agent in his own life. He expressed that agency. He moved. He chose. He acted. That expression of agency created hope when there was none left to be found. And it will be remembered for a long time. It connected people who have been shattered. It created the possibility of coherence when there was little left. Hearing this story years after this book was published and after civil rights icon Representative John Lewis's death, we can attest to the fact that his expression of agency has definitely been remembered. There are times in our lives when we feel defeated or events occur when we experience a loss of agency, when choices are taken away from us. But we've experienced that in these past years with the pandemic, for sure. And now that cases are rising in again in some areas. We can experience that loss of agency when we experience any transition or trauma or illness or loss. Or when that ground shifts beneath our feet and we don't know what to do. Our sense of agency is often taken away from us as we age when we can no longer do the things we used to do with ease and things we used to take for granted are not so easy anymore. It's in those moments that what's important to remember is that we can always tap into the capacity to do something, to choose life. In the great scheme of things, this is a small story. Listen to the words of an older woman who expressed her loneliness even within her church. I sit in the seat next to a warm body every week, but I feel no heat. I'm in the faith, but I draw no active love. I sing the hymns with those next to me, but I hear only my voice. And when the service is finished, I leave as I came in, Hungry for someone to tell me that I'm a person worth something to somebody. Just a smile would do it. Or perhaps some gesture. Some sign that I'm not a stranger. And some of us might initially say, well, that's her own fault if she left the church feeling that way. But is it really? Don't we have an obligation to every person who enters our space? No one can live happily without friends. And many who have been hurt in the past may be afraid to risk a close relationship again. And it's up to us to offer that smile, to offer that welcome. We all need friends and they need us. They're necessary, just not for emotional support, but also because there's some responsibilities that we can't handle on our own. All it would have taken was a smile, a hello, some recognition for this woman. Life may be incoherent, and we may feel disconnected at times, but God has infused us with the capability to choose life, even when there's so much in our lives that threaten and overwhelm us. Even when the odds are stacked against us, 
This quality of agency reminds us of the fundamental human capacity to seek and to discover life, to move, to choose to move towards that life, even in the midst of and in the face of death. Agency is about doing, even if it's just doing what we can do in this moment. And sometimes that doesn't feel like much, but doing that will keep us going until the other leading of causes of life bubble up within us. Gunderson writes, I learned the language of agency when I was in South Africa in the radical disconnection of apartheid in the midst of catastrophe of the HIV AIDS crisis and the incoherence of apartheid using religion against the people. Even in that setting, people made choices to move, to do. They worked, they healed, they resisted. All expressions of agency that brought hope. Life is a journey of struggles. And just like COVID, it doesn't discriminate. It rains on the just and the unjust. We may be involved in situations that we don't believe we have the power to overcome. We may face challenges that make us feel as if life no longer makes sense or we've lost some sense of meaning. But that agency reminds us of our capacity to do what we can. We have everything we need to act on life-giving choices and to turn away from that which is no longer life-giving for us. We can act in ways that nurture life and relationships and our community. We can build that spiritual community right here with those who gather. And we can read and study, and we can talk about life and who it calls for us to truly be in our world. Agency is exercising one's personal power to do or act. That agency creates more agency and generates the space for the other leading causes of life along the way. Those leading causes of life generate connection, coherence, blessings, Agency is a generative force that inevitably leads to the matter of call. It gives traction to three questions that we should ask ourselves. What am I to do with my life? And what is it that I've been called to do? And finally, am I doing it? Yesterday, well, on Friday at annual conference, um, a group of people saw a need and acted upon it. And our conference passed the Buffalo 10 Scholarship Act to help children in the neighborhood of Buffalo where the shooting occurred to reach bigger heights, to attend college. And this group of our colleagues saw a need in their community and acted. And so the scholarship was created. When any of us perform that act of kindness to another person, when we offer that hospitality to a stranger, when we work for justice and reform in our society, we are exercising agency and extending the work of Jesus. So let us exercise its agency as one of our leading causes of life and find out what our call really is. So will you be the one that steps up, that says hello, that offers a smile, 
that helps the ripple move out into the world. I hope you choose to. Amen. Let's ready our hearts as we can take action by coming to the Lord's table and participating in the gift that God has given us in the sacrament of Holy Communion. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God the creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. You have acted time and time again throughout history and in our lives, showing us the way, showing us the truth, and giving us life. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty all who were oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and the Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread and gave thanks to you. He broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you. And he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood, sign of the new covenant. This is poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sin. Every time that you drink it, Do this in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here on these gifts of bread 
and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now let us pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Those who are serving this morning, please join us. We often talk about this as if it is a mystery, because it is. It is only through the grace and power of God, which is a mystery to us in so many ways, that ordinary things can become extraordinary, can become sacred. 
And this is the manifestation of God's grace. It is God's grace that opens this table because it is his table, not ours. And all are welcome at God's table. You don't have to have done something special. All are welcome to receive. We ask you to use the center aisle. Come to the front. A server will give you a piece of bread. Move to the cup. Take that piece of bread. Dip it in the cup and then receive both elements together and exit by the sides. If you would prefer prepackaged elements, they're available. Gluten-free is on this side of the sanctuary, both at the station and in the cup, if that is your need or your preference. The Spirit beckons. Come as the Spirit moves in you and receive God's gracious gift. Come, Lord, restore and renew. 
That river of life fills us, sustains us, and transforms us. And our closing song, as I opened up YouTube to practice earlier in the week, there was a comment that showed up underneath the video that said, Jesus died for you in public. Don't live for him in private. Which I thought was pretty powerful. I can't give credit because I don't know who wrote it, but... Uh, Our final song is God is on the move, and he is on the move because he's moving through you and through me. So I'm going to invite you to stand. takes is a smile, a hello, what you can do in that exact moment. So I invite you to go with the peace of Christ, the love of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit as it blesses you and watches over you this week. Amen.